Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Unique, unique message, but it's for somebody. And I'm going to call it the best of your 5%. The best of your 5%. Turn around to somebody and say, give God your best. The best of your 5%. Although you can't buy time, it can be invested. And if you invest it properly, God promises something that maybe we've never heard before. And that is God, if you invest your time properly, God will, listen to this, God will multiply it. God will multiply it. Let me give you a scripture. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 11 says, For by me your days will be multiplied. Hear that? And years of life will be added to you. And this is what the Bible says about how God multiplies that time. And I'm running the New Testament, Ephesians 5.15. Be careful how you walk. Be, be very careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise. Use some wisdom in this walk, this life walk. Making the most of your time. And then he gives a reason for doing that. Because for the days are evil. So consequently, if you squander your time, if you do nothing with your time, you invest it poorly, evil is waiting. What does that mean? Because it's waiting to give you the consequences of what you poorly invested in. Can I just teach today a little bit? You get the consequences of what you poorly invested in, and you end up with dead ends and frustrations and empty results, and you and you'll run into your future. You'll run into your future, and when you get there, it's void. There's no fruit. There's nothing but what you have sown into it, and there's no multiplication at the end. There's only what you've sown into it, no fruit. When it comes to life, don't let five words determine the success of your future, and those five words is, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the time. If you master your time, one said, you'll master your life. And so I want to I wanna talk today. Psalms 90 and verse 12 says this, teach us to number our days. One of the ways I like to say this is teach us to steward our days so we may present to you a heart, look at this, a heart of wisdom. This counting our days, understanding, numbering our days, stewarding our time. And so I want to talk to you about this, this best 5%, this best of your 5%. So this is kind of where I'm going with this. Let's say it like this. 85% of what you do, anybody else can do. Well, that makes you feel good, doesn't it? Any, 85% of what you do, somebody else can do. Check your email. Somebody else can do that. Texting, talking on the phone, getting the life, getting everybody straight on Facebook. 
That was supposed to be funny. Checking your computer, driving around, sitting in clinics, sitting in seminars, sitting in school. Y'all said, I knew somebody else could be doing this for me. Or whatever it might be, 85% of whatever you think that you do in that 85% of time, somebody else can do. But listen to this, 10% of what you do, someone with a little measure or a little training can do. So it's 85%, absolutely anybody can do. But then there's another 10% that if you give somebody some training, they can do what you're doing and do it probably just as well. Maybe your job, maybe how you do sales, maybe if you're a mechanic, maybe if you're a doctor, maybe if you're a lawyer, maybe whatever, whatever it might be, someone with the same amount of training can do 10% of what you're doing. That leaves us with 85%, absolutely anybody can do, 10% if they get a little training they can do, and we're left with 5%. But 5% of your life, only you can do. Only you can do. No one else can do it like you can do it. And if you'll invest the last 5% correctly, God uses that as a multiplying effect for the other 95% of your life. If you'll take and you'll really invest the 5% that only you can do, that nobody else can do like you can do, God will multiply that effect in the other 95% of your life. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying to neglect the 95% by no means, but I am saying to, prior, to prioritize the 5%. Focus in on it. And if you'll prioritize this, five, this 95%, if you prioritize the 95%, it's not going to change your 5%. But if you'll prioritize the 5%, it will change you're 95%. He said this, by me your days will be multiplied. The 5% holds the ingredients out of which life is made of. It is the most important stuff in life. It's the 5%. In fact, that's exactly what God holds you accountable for in that day. It's that 5% of what only you can do. And I'm going to tell you something. When it gets down to this 5%, you cannot delegate this 5%. You can't ask someone else to do it. You can't train somebody to do it. Only you can do it. I told you I want to inspire somebody today. I run over to John chapter 2, and I... When I found this, I didn't find this till this morning, actually. And when I do, it, it, it kind of brought this whole thought and this message together for me. In John chapter 2. It is Jesus, and he is at what we call his first miracle. He's at a wedding. And, and he's at this wedding, and it was a big deal. They planned for these weddings forever, uh, longer than we do now. They invited so many guests. It was such a big deal. And... He got to this wedding, it was, we possibly think it was a family member or a best friend or someone, but he, he showed up at the wedding, his mama was there, I mean, it was a big deal. 
And he got there, and they, something happened at the wedding that was a no-no in that day, and that is they ran out of wine. They ran out of wine. And so they've got to start serving water at this situation, and it just wasn't meeting what needs to be met, and it was a big embarrassment for the family and all this kind of stuff. And so Jesus, I could explain all this more, but Jesus... Mother really calls him out, and she kicks him into his ministry. Really, before Jesus really wanted to start this big three and a half years of ministry, she just kicked him out. She said, just do whatever he says to do, because I'm telling you, he's got something in him that he don't even know he's got in him yet, but it's fixing to start, like only a mama can do, right? And so Jesus steps, I think, to the kitchen and finds out they're out of wine, and that's where I pick up the story And I'm going to read to you in John chapter 2. It says this, Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water so they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. (laughs) Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. And then in other words, once they're blitzed and don't even know better. But you have done something different than everybody else has done. Nobody does this. You have saved the best till now. Somebody say the best till now. It's the best till now. You've given the very best at the end of the the wedding, at the end of the moment when we think the well's running dry, you bring out the choice, the best that there is to offer. I've got to tell you something that I really feel like today, again, I don't know who this is for, but sometimes I think we put all of the emphasis in our life on the 95% and we save the worst for the last 5%. We give it all to our 95%. Maybe it's the way we were raised, the way we were taught, the way we were, whatever it is, but we totally invest our life in the things that other people can do and, and maybe things that if someone was trained, they can do, but that last 5%, when it seems like, eh, this is kind of the, the, you know, the line out, this is the end, this is, the, you know, this is that end of the deal, all of a sudden... I believe what I'm trying to say today is this last 5% could be the most favored, most blessed part of your life that you're not invested in. And because you're not invested in this 5%, God can't multiply the other that's going on in your life. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? But I'm here to tell somebody today, and that is this. If you'll turn that around and really invest in the best of your 5%, I believe God can make something miraculous happen in your life that people step back and go, my goodness, I don't know what it is about them. I've been around them 20, 30 years, and I thought I saw the best in them, but all of a sudden I see something greater coming out of them than I've ever seen before. When it seemed like I've seen it all, now I'm seeing the best 
best that there is to have. And when Jesus gets involved in the last of the 5%, he starts turning the normal, the water, into the miraculous. And people step back and say, I've never seen it on this wise. Does that make any sense to anybody here today? So let's break down these five things. We've got 5%, so I'm turning 5% into five things, okay? We're going to give each of them a point of percentage, all right? And so let's talk a little bit. Let's, Let's get really relative and honest today. Number one is this, and I'm not doing these in any order. I'm just saying they all need to be done, all right? Number one is this. Number one is this. Making sure that you have a vibrant and growing relationship with your spouse. Man, somebody said, well, I wish he was preaching on Lodabar or something. (laughs) A growing relationship with your spouse. Let me just share it from my life and perspective and see this. Only Nathan Bryant Keating. I threw the middle name in there. It's serious when you put the middle name in there. Can be a husband to a Dina Darnese <laughs> Keating. Only I can do it. That's me. I'm the only one that can do that. Nobody else in the universe can do that. I can't train somebody else to do it. It, it'd take a lot of training. <laughs> Nobody else can do that. I'm the only one. I, can, I can't ask someone else to do it. I, I can't do it. And I believe that one of the prerequisites for being a servant of God is for me to really, really be the husband, be the spouse that Adina needs because only I can serve that in her life. And only if she calls me her husband and I call her wife and we do, only, only Adina Keating can be the spouse that I need. And we take care of each other and we do that 5% there, we really make sure that God is invested in that part of our lives and our relationship and we don't want to let anything else get involved or between her and I. Am I saying that right, Dina? Nothing else can get between her and I. I've got to make sure God is heavily invested in that 5% and I believe that he can take the water and turn it to wine. He can bless our relationships between us and our spouse. If you're a single person here today, hear me and hear me well because as you come into that married relationship one day in your life, if that is what you're seeking and you want one day in your life, you need to make sure that God is right up in the middle of it. It's not your feelings. It's not your sexual relationships and you get all that junk up in the middle and try to invest in that before you get the other going. Come on now. You got to go back to God's plan, put God up in the middle, make sure he's between that. And if you'll do it God's way, he'll turn the water into wine and he'll bless that relationship in ways beyond, beyond measure. Somebody say, God bless my spouse. You got to invest in that. Nobody else can do that. I've got to invest in that. I, I just got to tell you, I'm the pastor of this church and... 
I can't invest in you before I invest in her. And my family knows real, real quick that I invest and believe in my family. And under God, I place them next in my life. I want our, Dina and I's relationship, we guard that, we put protectors around that. Is that all right today? Now, I'm, not, I'm talking about me and her, but I'm hopefully, hopefully you, you're applying this to your life. And I believe the Lord is up in what I'm saying today. Make sure you invest time, effort, your life, your heart, your passion up in the vibrant relationship between you and your spouse. And if you do so, I believe God puts a multiplier effect in that. I believe there's a multiplier up in that. It's not wasted time, but in essence, God takes and out of that best of your 5% that only you can do, I believe he multiplies other things in your life. Can I just say it this way? If a Dina and I's relationship gets all messed up and confused and whatever, all of a sudden it starts bringing crud into all other areas. Some of you have been through major relationship stuff and you know what I'm talking about. Everything seems to, you can even come to church and it just seems like, man, I'm going to tell you, it's not what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Because you've got crud going up in your world. But I'm telling you, if you invest in this area, it may not seem very spiritual today, but it's very huge. You invest in the best of your 5% with your spouse. The second thing I want you to do is invest in the best of your five and that only you can do, and that is to be a vibrant, have a vibrant relationship with your family and your children. A vibrant relationship. That, 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 they are, that you invest in their life wholeheartedly. You are passionate towards your children and you show them your love. You don't play this, I'm tough and I was raised this way and I've got to be this. No, no, no. You just open your arms, love your kids, accept your kids, believe in your kids. I've watched some of you in this church. Your kids have strayed away and not what they need to be in God and you've opened up your arms and loved them and I'm going to tell you, my hat is off to you. I honor you because you're investing, you're believing. You're saying, man, I may not agree with the sin, but I'm going to tell you what, I believe in you and I believe in what God called you to be and I, I, I believe that I'm going to call that out and God's going to multiply that because I'm going to, I am not, I'm going to really, really invest my time, my effort, my passion in my relationship with my kids. I've got to make, a, I've got to make an announcement today. In fact, nobody knows this, even secretary, but I've got to just tell you, we've got a board meeting here at the church Tuesday night it's at, is it 7, 7.30? 7 o'clock. So all you board members go on notice. You ready? What I'm about to preach, what I'm preaching, I'm about to put into service. You ready? We got a big board meeting. This thing, we've had it scheduled for about two weeks. It's, it's a big, big deal. And we're talking about that building down there and the next steps and going and lots of money and all that stuff. Guess what? We're not having it. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you why. My th girls are going to the third round of playoffs in soccer. <clears throat> and I just got to tell you, I'd rather be them with, with them than a bunch of stinky guys. No, I'm not being ugly to the board at all. But what I'm trying to tell you is I've got to invest in my family before I do anything else. 
We don't put that before church attendance and all. Y'all know all that stuff. But I am just telling you this. Those girls are doing well. Mason Page, I'm proud of you and the Lady Raiders. But I got to tell you something. I've got to tell them. I don't want them to be 25, 30 years old and say, Daddy, put anything else in front of us. The board meeting, we'll reschedule and we'll plan and everything's going to go and God's going to take care of you. You know why? Because I know if I do my part, God's going to multiply the rest. I just tell you. I tell you. Because above all, my kids have got to be saved. And whether I go to that game or not doesn't really mean that they're going to be saved or lost. I understand all that. But I just got to tell you, they got to know that daddy is heavily invested in their life. And last night I saw their face light up when I said, babies, I'm going to cancel my board meeting because I'm going to show up. And I saw two of the most happy little girls in all of them. And Dina said this morning, did you see the smile on their faces? Why? Because daddy makes sure he invested the best of 5%. Is that all right, board Please forgive me. If not, work through it. We'll reschedule it. Is that right? And I believe God's going to multiply and bless our next board meeting like he's never blessed it. Come on, i got to believe what I'm preaching. i got to put, invest, make sure. I can, only I can do that. Only I can fill that role. It's what God called me to do. And I'm going to make sure I give it my best. I can't delegate that to the school system. I can't even delegate that, my relationship with them, to the church youth group. I, Nathan Keating, have got to invest in my children. The third thing that the best 5%, and I have scripture all this, but I'm trying to move a little quicker. The third is to make sure that you're growing spiritually. And I told you these, you know, and the order of which is not, I'm not trying to say one's greater than the other. I'm just talking, giving you five, okay? But you've got to make sure that you're growing spiritually. Nobody else can do that for you. Jimmy, I love you to death on this front row. You're a brother in Christ to me, but I'm going to tell you something, and I love and believe in him, but I'm going to tell you something. I can't let Jimmy... Be, grow spiritually for me. It's absolutely impossible. This is the, something that only I can do for myself. Only I can do. I'm going to just tell you something. I love in the Lord and I believe in the Lord and I'm crazy about Jesus and I fast and pray and believe in him and, and, and sure we can always be greater but I'm going to tell you something. I'm investing my life in this but don't take my, your pastor's relationship with the Lord and think that it's yours. Come on now. You only are the only one that can grow spiritually in your life. You've got to invest the best. 5%. Only you can do that. You've got to get involved in that process. Colossians 1 and 10 says, See to it that you walk in the manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. You are the only one that can do that. The only one that can do that. Chris, you're the only one. I, I love you, cuz, but you're the only one that can invest in your spiritual growth. I'm going to team up with you. The church is going to team up with you. Your pastor is going to team up with you. Your spiritual mentors are going to team up with you. But I got to tell you, you are the only dude that can invest in Chris. You've got to open up all the avenues that God's sending you, but only you. And if not, you can't blame anybody else but yourself. You've got to make church attendance huge on your radar. It's not an every once in a while deal. It's like I'm going to show my kids 
that it is huge. I'm going to show my spouse that it's huge. That church attendance is not on the back burner if I feel good on that day. Church attendance and invest in my life spiritually into God is so paramount in my life that come hell or high water, I'm going to be in the house of God. Boy, I thought you'd give the Lord a hand clap of praise on that one. Come on. We've got to invest. We're not fair weather Christians. We're not like Christians when we want to be. No, no, no. I've got a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you something. Because I've got that personal relationship with Christ, he yanks my chain every once in a while. And, and he straightens me up every once in a while. He can do that because he's God. And I've got a relationship with him. And I've given the best five. And I've said, Lord, you've, you, we want to make sure that only I can invest in this, and I believe that when I invest in this, if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then everything else is gonna come. The 95% is gonna be multiplied. The 95% is gonna be blessed, but I've got to make sure I grow spiritually. Somebody said in Jesus' name. So you gotta make some decisions. They gotta be embedded in your soul. You've got to make sure every decision you make is about your spiritual growth. You're investing in that. Number four is this one, and that is your physical health. You can't work out for me and me feel better. You can't go on a diet and me lose weight. Only I can, and God knows I probably need to, so I'm preaching myself. The best 5%. I've got to make sure I stay healthy. This is of utmost importance because no one else is going to do it for me. And if my health is down, it affects the other 95% of my life. All the other 95% of things, I can't do it. Well, I'm young and I'm going to burn the midnight oil every single night. I'm going to stay up to 3 o'clock every morning watching Netflix and then try to get up the next morning and do my job. No, you can't. You're not going to do it. And somewhere it starts breaking down. You're going to struggle. You're not sleeping correctly. You're not drinking correctly. Water. We're New Testament. <laughs> well, I'll get some arguments about that. But look, but, but are you with me? We got to take care of our bodies. Is that all right? I know that doesn't really seem real spiritual, but it's huge. Because if you don't take care of you, you can't do the work that God's called you to do. You've got to give God the best of your 5%. In fact, he says this, and you know it well. First Corinthians, he said, do you not know that your body is a temple? I like what he says, like, hey, knucklehead, don't you know this? Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Like, it's a temple? Like, this is this incredible temple? My body is that. Whom you have received from God, God, like, gave me this. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your Body, did you know that God is honored when you do your best to keep yourself healthy? It honors God, which tells me if it's not taken care of, it dishonors God. And then lastly, only you can take time to enjoy life. I told you it was a unique message. Only you, but I just felt like somebody needed this today, and I struggle with it, wrestle with it, but only you can enjoy your life. I've got to take time every once in a while and enjoy a little bit of what God has created 
Otherwise, we get caught up in the rat race and we don't take time to enjoy life. Let me just tell you something. Life is really not that long. It's just not really that long. But I'm talking about enjoying life. I'm talking about taking some time, stop, smell the roses. Connect with a life group and laugh and have fun and, 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 and enjoy life. Connect, Man, I don't have any friends. That's your own fault because, I mean, we got life groups out the gazoo here that are having a blast living together. Get up and enjoy life and have fun. And, and I, mean, I mean, hoot and holler over the final four. Enjoy life. Have a good time. Laugh, cry, be, be best friends with somebody. Expose yourself and open your heart up to someone else and say, listen, I want you to do life with me. Is that all right? Enjoy life. Just stop. Stop. Smell the roses. And stop and enjoy life, man. Just enjoy life. I've watched people literally not take a vacation ever in their life and get to their retirement and a week after they retire, die. And have a ton of money in the bank. A ton of money. And then would never be able to, now, now their wife is married to somebody else and they're partying. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you what. You've got to enjoy life. Stop. Smell the roses. You're not getting the hero award because you're, you're, you know, you think you're Captain Awesome. Is that all right today? Just enjoy life. Stop. Smell the roses. Laugh, man. Laugh every time you get a chance to laugh. Laugh. Enjoy what God can give you, and only you can do that. And I'm going to give you something that I'm going to call the 10-second rule to do these five, and, and especially to enjoy life. I want to give you a 10-second rule in enjoying life because, see, if you, if, you, if you multiply the 10-second rule, it will help you so much because everyone has to become responsible for his or her own happiness. You can delegate out the fact that, I'm going to delegate out and, and put my happiness in somebody else's hand. I'm going to put my, I'm going to relegate this out. I'm going to, I'm going to abdicate it out. I'm going to put this in somebody else's hand that they, they, they are going to be responsible for my happiness. And what happens is they don't have it. They don't care quite as much as you do, and they may throw it down and stomp on it because it's not important to them. I have got to take care and make sure that Nathan Keating is happy in this life. Now, I'm using my name, but please put yours there. I've got to stop. I've got to smell the roses. I've got to do the 10-second rule. What am, what, am, what am I talking about? I want you to take 10 more seconds to look at a sunset. My wife is my sunset girl. She'll come, come here, Nate. I'll come outside, and she said, look at the stars. And, man, we stand there and look at the stars, and I just stop, just stop, enjoy life, and you can't already look at the stars in the sky on a black, black night without saying, God, you're awesome. Joy in life. It's hard to do that and not be happy. Smile and say there's something bigger than me and that God loves me and cares for me. Take 10 seconds to look at the sunset, 10 more seconds to talk to your son. Just 10 seconds. 10 seconds more just saying hello to somebody. Or goodbye to your wife. Ten seconds more saying goodnight to your daughter. 
our daughters. Ten seconds more with that cup of coffee to sop, savor the taste. Ten more seconds with that meal. Just to not gulp it down, but just stop and say, man, it tastes good. Ten-second rule to change your outlook on life. And somebody told me the other day, we, we do check out here at the church, and I'm not trying to get on to anybody with what I'm saying. We, our, we, Michael Scobie did so well telling you we're, be patient with us on checkout because, you know, we're in the process of building. And, but they said, Pastor, I'm going to tell you, when people, when you have everybody stand, there's about a quarter of the church that makes a mass exodus to get their kids. I'm not, I'm not fussing. I'm not fussing. I'm just saying this. It's just the world we live in. We can't even slow enough time to just meditate, savor the presence of God at the end of a service, marinate in it, tarry with me for just a little while. It's only 1130. It's going to be okay. You're going to be a still beat the Baptist to Piccadilly or Luby's or Chick-fil-A. Not Chick-fil-A. They're closed. It's going to be okay. But God might touch you, help you to enjoy life more. I'm not fussing. I'm not complaining. We're glad you're here in church as a chance. But I just want to tell you, it's kind of a classic in people's life. I've got to get from point A to point B. And if I don't get there, <laughs> just slow down. Well, I'm scared of something might jump on me at the end of service. Ain't nobody going to jump on you. Just breathe deep. And enjoy what Jesus is in doing and wants to do in your life. But he can't touch you when you're running. You've got to stop. Just tarry with me a little while, he said in the garden. Just a moment. Just need you just a moment to talk to you, to share with you, to be in my presence. Just 10 more seconds to be patient. 10 seconds more of telling a friend that you appreciate them. Just, just stop, look them in the eye and say, dude, I'm going to tell you something. I appreciate you. I, I really, I, ain't, I haven't told you a long time. Yesterday I was walking out the door and Dina reached over and grabbed me and hugged me, looked me in the face and said, listen, Nathan, I just want to tell you, I didn't know that 26 years ago, our anniversary is coming up April 6th that life was going to be this good with you, but I absolutely love you, and I'm crazy about you, and I'm still talking about it right now, Emma. Because she grabbed me and spent 10 seconds telling me how much she believed in me. 10 more seconds to articulate how thankful you are to your wife, how thankful you are for your husband, how thankful you are for your friend or your child or your pastor. <clears throat> Thought I'd throw that one in just to be a blessing to everybody. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. And watch how God will take your last 5%, your best five, and multiply the 95 in your life. When you see somebody walking a dog, and I close with this, uh, Scott, I know you probably don't know where to go with this message. Come up and give me some jazz or something. I don't know. Just... When you see somebody walking a dog, you ever see somebody walking a dog 
and, and I know y'all probably have the most trained dogs in the history of dogs. I spent about 10 seconds training my dog. And so we, we never have really trained dogs. And so we get out and you put a leash on them and you start to walk with them. What, what do you always see that, that look like if there's an untrained dog? I'm like, dude, where are you going? And they're just, I mean, they're just, you know, the <laughs> and they're just, do you ever stop and look at that situation as you drive by and that dog is just pulling, you know, their master, they're just pulling their master. Do you ever stop and go, that crazy master, that crazy person, they need to walk faster. You ever do that? You ever go, I just, that guy's got a real problem. He needs to walk faster because that poor dog is about to choke to death. I found if I walk faster, the dog walks faster. Whatever level I'm at, he's going to choke himself. That's just all there is to it. I don't know what it is about him. (laughs) But the problem is not that the master needs to walk faster. The problem is the dog needs to learn how to heal next to the master and if the dog learns how to heal next to the master he won't choke himself in the race in the walk and I see so many people living their 95 God, God, God you're not answering this fast enough you're not doing this fast enough God, you got to do something. You, 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 I need some, I need some uh, you know, sonic kind of prayers. I order them five minutes out there. After, boom, it's brought in and it's fried and ready to go. And God's like, I'm the master. I called you into this life. I stepped out in this world with you. I got a hold of you. But you are running yourself ragged, going nowhere with your 95 If you'll stop and come into my will, heal, if I can say it that way, next to the master. Jesus taught us this in his garden. He says this, or in his prayer, he said, just pray this, not my will, but thine be done. In other words, master, I'm going to trust you in this walk. I'm going to trust you in this race. My will is I want to to run. I want to pull the master. And he said, bro, listen. Invest in your spouse. Invest in your kids. Invest in your health. Invest in your spiritual growth. Invest in enjoying life. I've made all of this for you. Have you ever... Seen what the things I've made for you, son? Have you ever stopped on a sunset and just looked up in the sky? I paint you a nightly artist painting that'll blow your mind. If you just stop and say, God, what an artist you are. But I can't do it. I gotta come next to the master. I gotta walk with the master. And it's amazing when I walk with the master. I start seeing what the master's hand has touched, what he's involved in, what he's invested in. 
and I want I invest my life in the best 5%, he multiplies my 95%. That's all I got for you today. Hope you enjoyed it. God bless you. And I know it wasn't a I know it was not a traditional message, but it's what the Lord gave me and you going to get what the Lord giveth.